1: It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio.
2: I'm going to test your memory here because mine is so bad. Yeah. Um, but how many years have we been sitting here doing this since we first met?
3: 23 years. I mean, it was really right. Uh, we first met right after the Olympics. Right. Yeah. Okay. That'll Sitting help me remember couch. from Sitting now on. Sitting on the couch in the front room. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You you uh, gave me a call. There was a young man that yeah. was helping you with your marketing at the time, and you said, "Hey, I think we've got an idea that might benefit you and yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, that would also add some great content to the show." And the idea from the beginning was to just hook up with these people that were taking satellite right. phones. Right in most cases, to do things that probably most of us would never consider doing but would uh, like to live it vicariously uh, through our conversations. And we adopted this tagline, uh, we don't just talk about it, we we take take you you there. there. And one of the things that has proven itself time and time again over the last couple of decades in our relationship is that many of those people that have that sense of adventure in their life usually end up doing things more than once or doing things that – would fit into that category and that's certainly the case with tim ryan who you reconnected with recently
3: yeah it was great to hear hear him on the phone and say they're going back out
2: yeah Uh, for those that may not remember and i had to cheat a little bit here i asked Tim before we jumped in to record how many years ago it was we connected tim you said it was 2018 so that's five years ago
1: yeah so we uh left land on december 12th 2018 From uh, the Canary Islands on our ocean rowing adventure to the Caribbean.
2: And you were crossing the Atlantic rowing your way, which uh, takes a special boat. We actually got a couple of opportunities to see it. I guess that's the same boat you're going to be jumping back into for the next adventure.
1: Uh, Yes, we've had our 28 foot carbon fiber ocean rowing boat um, living in a storage unit over in Taylorsville. And uh, well, we've gotten her out, dusted her off, and and she's ready to get back on the water.
2: And Russ, you got involved in the beginning of this because right. you're helping with communications.
3: Yeah, and we're doing that again, so they'll be well equipped. Is the stuff yeah, already right. on board? or you? He's got about half the stuff with him for this this trip that he's on now. This is a this is a I guess. Uh, uh, Safety exercise and a test out in the water.
2: Yeah, so what you're going to do before you uh, head out across the Pacific this time, Tim, is you're going to do a test run up the coast, we understand.
1: That's right. Um, uh, And SkyCall Satellite, Russ, has been um, kind enough to equip us with a couple of uh, satellite phones that we'll use when we're offshore during this five-day training row. So uh, we're going to take a nice leisurely row uh, off the coast of California from Monterey and head south uh, toward Morro Bay and, and probably probably take out um, at Port San Luis, which is just north of Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. unless we're having such a good time, we decide to, <laughs> to go around the, the big horn there and, yeah. and pull out in Santa Barbara.
2: Do these atmospheric rivers that California's been dealing with uh, cause you grief or no?
1: Well, we've been been monitoring the wind and the and the weather and the waves uh in that area and and it's been pretty choppy um however we're going to be in a weather window assuming there are no changes so there's a big Mm -hmm. storm there right now that's leaving la and headed to the intermountain west um and we'll be behind that and it looks like we have a little gap in the weather uh high temperatures during the day in the upper 50s um mostly cloudy, maybe some light showers, um, uh, seas in the 6- to 8-foot to 10-foot range, and uh, and we're super excited that the wind is straight out of the north, right down the pipe at our back, so that'll help us a lot.
2: Yeah. Uh, remind me, how many were on that Atlantic trip with you? Because the last time we saw you, we actually came to the offices... Uh, of uh, About Time, which you're involved with that sports bar, and we had a great conversation off the air because I have friends that basically live there in retirement a couple of nights a week in West Jordan. Um, but I remember talking to some of the guys in the office, and they were saying it th- th- you bumped into things they didn't expect or it was harder than they expected the last time. Lessons learned maybe would be something that uh, we could talk about leading into this next adventure. Are any of those guys coming with you?
1: Yeah, so our five-man crew uh, that crossed the Atlantic, um, I, I will just throw it out there. Yep, everything was different than than what we thought. Uh, some better, some worse, but all good in the end. Um, so from that crew, uh, three of us are making this Pacific crossing. Um, uh, myself and um, Brian Armstrong and uh, Dale Smith, we were three of the, And then uh, my 25-year-old son... Uh, is going to do as well so i that adds a whole new dynamic at least for me there's not not too many father-son relationships you know that row an ocean together so that'll be fun
2: yeah and i can speak from experience a little bit on this and russ you probably have felt this too that it's one thing when you put yourself out there on the line it's another when you bring one of your children with you, and you start yeah. to focus on any danger that might cause them problems. It's,
3: it's kind of like putting your wife on the back of the motorcycle.
2: Yeah, yeah. exactly. You ride differently because yeah, you, you worry do. about it. H- have you thought that through, Tim, how that might change your experience?
1: You know, um, yeah, and it, it'll be friends versus, you know, father son. I mean, that's going to be different. You, you, you know, when you're mentoring your your kid or you know talking (laughs) to your child dealing with your offspring it's different conversation now now we are going to be in this uh very close environment uh with different uh conversations and roles and so on and so forth i mean you know and you got three thousand miles you know there's a lot to talk about and and a lot to uh deal with and manage so you know it's going to be interesting to see a little bit of role restructuring right yeah as we go along
2: well there's a lot of time to do a little soul searching and maybe have some conversations you might not otherwise have which can be a positive thing uh not necessarily a negative thing how does this three thousand? Well, miles- 3 yeah.
1: this is like parenting where your kids you know i always talk to my kids when they were in the car because they couldn't get out yeah. of the conversation <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah right you know? yeah. So, so i really i really got him this time
2: yeah yeah <laughs> uh, hopefully he knows what he's getting into here Remind me how many miles it was across the Atlantic. How does the mileage-wise uh, uh, compare to the Atlantic so on trip? On the
1: Atlantic trip, yep. On the Atlantic, we logged uh, three thousand five hundred and forty-eight miles across, and we accomplished that in fifty-one days, eleven hours, and fifty-seven minutes. And um, and this trip is twenty-eight hundred miles, uh, so it's a little bit shorter on the mileage, uh, that will grow as we, uh, you know, we're not going to go in a straight line. So, so that those miles are going to grow a little bit. And of course the Pacific is a little bit different water than the Atlantic, you know, we've got to first get across the California current and then, you know, generally speaking, the Pacific is bigger, colder. And, um, what I'm real curious about, uh, we've got excellent navigation and, and you know, technology on board, um, you, you know, but we're we're going to land in Kauai at Hanalei Bay, uh, and that's a tiny dot, right? Mm. You know, when you're heading toward the Caribbean, there's lots of places you could get off course and hit land, quite reasonably. <laughs> Alternates, as it were. But when you're going to Hawaii, I mean, you know, you better not miss it.
2: Mm. Huh. That's interesting. More
1: danger because of the cold water, or no? You know, I guess as long as we keep ourselves out of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. what's the target? What's the target
2: date for the trip?
1: So we're planning to um, depart uh, Monterey Bay on June twelfth, and uh, and hoping to arrive in Hawaii sometime the third week in July.
3: Now, is this a is this a race situation, or is this just an independent trip?
1: This one is a competition um, situation, yes, or mm. or a race okay. um, uh, promoted by the same group that uh, sponsored the Atlantic okay. race, and that's a an outfit called Atlantic Campaigns, uh, based outside of London, England. Hmm. All right. Uh, They've decided to jump the pond and, and start a race over here and see if they can get some American uh, competitors in there.
2: Nice. Well, uh, once you get to Kauai, there should be benefits there. You could stay, yeah. plan on staying a little while on the other side.
1: Right. Well, you recall our, our teammate, uh, Alan Alderman, right. um, still doing great, living with ALS and, and making the best life out of that and, and doing a fabulous job. Um, he will not be on board this particular oh. trip. Um, but he's let us know he will be spending a month in Hawaii, um, <laughs> soaking up the sun and yeah. getting pampered and waiting for our arrival. You know what? Come to think of it, Tim, I'll
2: take that job, actually. Rather than make the trip with you, if you just set me up for a month, I'll wait for you over there. How's yeah. that? Sounds
1: good. There you go. There yeah. you go. Maybe we'll get a bigger villa.
2: Can people follow you online somewhere when this adventure begins?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be posting um, a race tracker. Um, through an app called uh, Yellow Boats and uh, also uh, updates through our website, row4als.org, so R-O-W, number 4, A-L-S, dot org, and also on uh, uh, Instagram and Facebook.
2: Alan's story is such a great one, and it made the last broadcast and following your uh, trip even more special for us, I know. Uh, We'll look forward to those calls, and they're going to be coming in with Sky Call.
3: Yeah, I, I hope to get another call next week from you. Let us know how it's going on the on the California coast. Yeah, can you can you are there drive-throughs in some of those bays along
1: the way? You know, I was looking at the map, and there's not really a lot along the way there. Well, Morro
3: Bay's got some great restaurants, so.
1: Yep, that looks good. It might be a good uh, Morro Bay's a little tighter. Um, challenge to get in there with a the non-motorized craft. So right. depending on the weather, good that's point. why our our first choice is just south of there at San Luis. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, but we'll send pictures and uh, uh, good news, Russ. We found our began satellite. Oh, good. Um, Apparatus. It it reappeared last night, so we're pretty excited <laughs> about that. So we'll, we'll upload some content for everybody okay. to
2: see. Fantastic. Uh, Tim, I'm glad we connected again. We'll look forward to the reports. we got to take a break. We'll do that when we come back. Navidowskis rejoins us, and we'll get your fish bites for the week. So stay right there.
1: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison.
0: Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought... I'm going to die today.
1: I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Ooh la la, oh my my, things get looking well for the past five. Men get stupid and women roll their eyes. Out,
2: oh,
3: fish, fish fry.
2: All right, let's talk some fish bites here. Before you get to the uh, runoff question, Navadomskis, let me just ask you this. I, I saw on uh, Alan Eagles' program and on his Facebook page talking about the fact that uh, March and April, usually the time when the blue wing olive hatch happens, you think that's going to change because of the weather or no?
0: Oh, 100%. Everything's different. That's what I'm going to address right now with, uh, you know, fish bites.
2: All right, so you think even the insect activity is going to be a little different, but certainly fishing, some of these streams might be tough.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, we have a lot to talk about. It's definitely going to be advantages, believe it or not, and a lot of disadvantages. But, look, the the bugs don't know the calendar. They know the temperature. They know the light. They know the length of the days. They know, you know, so they don't care what day it is. It's time to hatch if they're going to hatch. Mm -hmm. So everything's going to be pushed back. That's not the end of the world. Are we ready to go with fish bites? Yeah, it's rolling. <laughs> we played the music. Okay, you better be go. talking.
2: Hey, hey, Mike. All right. so Hang on. So here R- is.
3: Russ is going to jump in here. No, I just wanted to say we did have a box elder bug hatch in our yard.
0: Really? Yes.
3: Brief. It got yeah. cold again.
0: Fish don't like box elder bugs. It's so funny. We have so many of them. But I don't know if they're toxic flavored or what. But box elder bugs don't work. But let it me get to fish like bites, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so what you got, this isn't, like I say, our first time with this. You know, I grew up, I've been I've lived in Utah 50 years this year. So I've been watching our rivers and watching our fishing for a long time. And you have to understand that we had these high numbers of snowpack before, and we got through it just fine. Yes, the river's going to rise, and the river could be dangerous at various times over the next three months, right? But there's some advantages, and let's go to the advantages first. Um The fishing season now is extended. See, people don't really think about fishing in the winter, but March is one of the greatest months and April 2nd of the year for fishing rivers. That's going to be extended. So you can fish now and tear them up. Fishing is phenomenal right now and will be for probably the next 40 days. But then there's going to switch, right? When the mountain starts to come down, Then you have issues with high water, which is dangerous. Um, How much we're going to get and how fast it's going to come is the the glorious question we're all waiting to decide. We hope for a real slow runoff, let all this snowpack get down into the aquifers. That's our goal. But if it comes down because we hit 85 degrees one day, look out. It's going to be awful. But you need to know this. Just because we're in the middle of runoff and just because the river is now brown doesn't mean it's not good fishing because here's another advantage high water poses for fly fishermen or fishermen in general and that is it pushes fish to the same spot. So imagine a a turn, a river turn, a big, beautiful semicircle turn, right? Yeah. Now where am I going to fish in that turn? If I if I go to what is the inside bank of that turn, not the outside bank, and I point to the middle of that turn, which is the apex. From that turn back to the bank, all the fish. Hmm. All the fish. That's what I'm saying. In that whole turn, they are all on the inside of that turn. So people say it's hard to catch fish, high water, dark water. You're correct.
2: Is that because they can rest there from all of the moving water?
0: Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Fish don't like to work hard to live. I know Hmm. I sit on the couch a lot, too. (laughs) So so what they do is they get on the inside and they venture into – the beginnings of the turn to feed, they can sit there in basically a vacuum watching all the food go by. So what you want to do is you want to fish the very inside edge of the current into the slack. Now, when it goes slack, it's very difficult to detect a strike. But if you fish just as it's barely moving on the inside of the big water, you're going to load up because every river, every fish in that stretch is sitting right there. So there's a big pack of fish, you really can't miss if you know what you're doing. But again, I don't want to encourage people to go out to the river when it's dangerous. I think the Weber's going to get ugly if we ever have one of those 85 degree days. Uh, the promo is a little better managed. Anyway, don't be afraid of fishing. And if you really are a fisherman, you're out right now. March is phenomenal. With these cold temps, the water is clear. All the fish are getting active, particularly the rainbows, because they're getting ready to spawn. So the run is happening. Fishing can be really good right before the flood starts.
2: Yeah, and when the flooding starts, then it turns muddy and it becomes a whole other uh, game, right?
0: Well, like I say, if you know what you're doing, you can find all the fish in one spot. You yeah. don't have to move all day, just sit there and load up.
2: Every time Navi says, if you know what you're doing, yeah. you can't miss, that just proves once again, I don't know what I'm doing because I, <laughs> I miss a lot. All right. That's good stuff. That's why you're here. Uh, we need to take a break. ABC News at the top of the hour. On the other side, there's changes coming if you're a person that uh, likes to camp. Maybe your family likes to camp at spots in or around the wildlife management area uh, up at uh, Hardware Ranch. You need to be listening. Brad Hunt will join us. He's the manager up there. We'll tell you what's happening next here on KSL Outdoors Radio. Hit the, hit
0: the shake. La, la. women roll their eyes. When Tammy does a shimmy at the fish fry. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night.
1: Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do.
0: When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything.
1: It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it.
0: I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately...